Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Torah. It's a pleasure to see everyone here on this cold day. Thank you very much. Today is a very special day. It uh, was. It's Shkia already, but I just want to quickly uh, mention it. No, it's t- less. Today was. Now is Tuesday night, so today was Monday, and Monday night was the uh, yard set of the Basayin. The Basayin, I'm going to get to this. The Basayin was a uh, tremendous, tremendous sadik. The Basayin said... Want to just say something? What he said. One of the things that he said was that anybody that believes that Hashem is not with the people that are doing averus is a kaifer. If you think you think that because you're you're a tame person, Hashem can't be with you, you're a kaifer. That's the ikker of Klai Yisrael is that Hashem is with the low and the 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 people, and um, that's. That's the Basayin. The Basayin was, was a, a tremendous, tremendous person. He was very, very into, um, you know, uh, helping, uh, helping at Yidin. And he is known that you make a Suda. So this is like a little bit of a Suda of the Basayin. Let's, uh, let's uh, whatever we have here, that should be uh, also, it's part of the yard site going in. Um, and we should have Yeshuas and Rufus. Many people had tremendous Yeshuas and Rufus. From the Basayin, so Schusa Yagain Aleinu, his Schus should be Yagain. We should have for our sponsor, uh, the two sponsors tonight, uh, is, is Carlos Wiggle, and he is sponsoring Le Zchus Rufur Shlema for Sarah Miriam Bat Sarah Shishar Rufur Shlema, somebody very close to him, and all that helped bring him up. And also, our sponsor that's here today, it's even more special, Hayim. Hayim Tabali, for Avram Yeshua Ben Sultana. He should have a Rufu Shlema, a friend of, of, of his father. And also, Hatzlacha for Hayim, and anyone that knows where it could be to find the Ganev who stole his Tfilin, Talis and Tfilin, and all the things. And now that he's married, it's Talis also, Talis also correct? Shabbos Talis. Okay, I should be never, never. First of all, from his car this morning, and uh, first of all, they should find it. First of all, they should find it. Second of all, it should be just the, the tsar that you don't have it now. Should be a kapara for you, and you shouldn't have any more. We, we all shouldn't have any more. And, and our tsar that we're all feeling it today, we also shouldn't have any more tsars. Um, let's uh, please let us know the good news if it's uh, when it's found. Okay, um, so we're up to the Pelayoids about dinim, what, how to follow laws, and to learn about learning and following laws. So he starts off saying that the way to know 
laws. We always don't know what, what, what do you do, what is by learning things on a regular basis. And it should be lishma, not just to read it and uh, say, ah, it doesn't, doesn't pertain to me. No, lishma means, it's very easy to be lishma. You know, people think, oh no, lishma, that's, that's a tzaddik from uh, years ago. No, no, lishma means, hey, I want to know what to do. Can you imagine that's learning, let's consider learning lishma 100%. Just taking a halacha a day and saying, I want to go through these halachas, go through the mission world, kitzur shulchan aruch. And I want to know what to do, that's Lishma. He's saying, uh, not knowing, is saying, oh, you know, I don't learn. It's better I don't, I don't learn, because if I don't know, whatever I do, I'm not going to get, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to punish it. It's not an excuse at all. It's like saying to the cop, I didn't know the speed limit. Where is that going to get you? That's correct, right in court. In court, right. Um, and, and don't even bother saying it to the judge. Just, just, just don't, don't show up. It's, uh, it's not worth it. Or come up with something better. You know, that's not an excuse. Um, an amazing, um, a, um, I think, what was his name? Um, Arnie Gutman told me this morning, to, to a few, few days ago in Shul, he told me that a big Paisik told him, when I Yisrael, um, I believe he told me who it was, but I forgot. He said that the Paisik said, listen to this, 85% of his Shilas that are asked to him could be found in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. Not, not even the Mishnah In the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. So Kitzur, you know what the Kitzur is? Kitzur is the condensed of the whole of the Mishnah Just You're not going to find everything. You're going to find, you're going to find just very, very big Kitzur. That's exactly what it's for. To get the idea. Usually I thought the Kitzur is for like, you know, just get ideas, you know. You can't pop. No, he says just do the Kitzur even if you don't have time. The best is to do Mishnah and there's many different programs to do it. There's, how, there's, there's two halachas. I used to get emails. I, I don't get it anymore. I don't know. Maybe they saw I wasn't reading it, so they stopped the emails. <laughs> but um, I used to read it. No, sure. It's daily halacha or something like that. It's amazing. It's just, even if you don't have time, it takes two minutes to read the halachas. The best is open up a, take your Mishnah Bura, write your name in it, take it to work, do your one or two halachas in, with the Mishnah Bura, and yes, and all that's all you have to do. And you'll before you know it, you're gonna start knowing so many things. And I think that most of the stuff is to, to the point is as follows. A few weeks ago, our very own Akiva Deichman asked a Shaila that I I was crazy over. I he whatever, I went I went I went nuts over it. What was the Shaila? No, this is a, I want to bring a point. The Shaila was an excellent, very good, you remember. The Shaila was as follows. Everyone, let's see who knows before you're... Uh, the Shaila is as follows. If you know somebody's making a bracha, that is the wrong bracha. Do you say amen or not? Now, there's a lot of uh, dynamics to the Shaila, right? Because, because on one hand... The guy is saying, no, no, I know this is an eight. And you're saying, no, it's a double. Now, now not that if it's a bedievet. By the way, you could make, if you make a hadama, when you learn the halachas, you'll see. If you make a hadama on an apple tree, on an apple, not a tree, on an apple, right? <laughs> or an orange, you're yotze. Because technically it comes from the hadama as well. But not, not something that's absolutely wrong. I mean, like a, you're doing an eight for playing job. Right, or the other way around, you know, yeah. So, exactly. So, 
you know, uh, on, you know, on a gummy fish because uh, no, yeah, or, no, no, whatever. That's not a good. They're both shaka. Yeah, they're both shaka. Yeah, okay, whatever. You do something that's totally, totally wrong, and you're you're there and you're telling the person that's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. The person says, "No, you're wrong," and they're fighting, and he makes a bracha, right? And he makes a, a bari priya eights on a candy, and or a cookie, and. And he's convinced it's right. You're convinced it's wrong. Do you say amen? So, so many dynamics. It's like, it's like, well, it's a wrong bracha. On the other hand, is it's a real bracha. The guy thinks it's it's the right thing. And even if he knows it's wrong, the bracha is you're saying a true fact, a statement that shahakol bara. You know that shahakol shahakol bara. Shahakol Right? Don't say amen in that bracha. Shahakol niyabitvari. You're saying that that's a true statement. So I thought for sure, yes. Um, so we called uh, somebody that um, a Pesach that wrote many many svarim on on, on brachas, uh, Rav, 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 Rav Badner, I can't say Rav, my father, and he says I look it up. So we said that he doesn't know right away. He's gonna look it up. Akiva, it was amazing, and we were going crazy until I mean I'm still going crazy, it's still very good. But the point is, what's the answer? The answer is. No, you don't make a bracha. And where do you get the answer? You don't make an amen. I'm sorry. You don't make an amen. But here's the point that would shock me and embarrass me a little bit. It's a mishabura. It's before mishabura. If you learn it, and you just, it, it's not like some random shalos atruvas svarim. It's right in the, that exact case. It's a mishabura, right? It's there. All we got to do is, is 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 read it. Make a little seder every day. And you'll be wowed every single day. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. It's so many different things, right? Um, and uh, and we have to chazer it because even if I learned it, right, I forgot things like the 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 uh, the halacha we asked about putting somebody asked me about uh, putting things on top of a pot. If you're allowed to put things on top of a pot, and and the answer is yes, even if it's cold, cold food, you know, I put it in a pot. But I, I was mistaken about liquid. Liquid, you can't. Unless it's still warm. Again, it's Machlok Svardi. Svardi makes it even harder. It has to be really hot. No, the opposite. Um, so, the cold food, but not liquid. Not pure liquid. Right. Right. Well, uh, okay. So, but, but they hold that it had the liquid, regular liquid. I don't know. I don't know about, uh, but I know that regular. I uh, looked it up. So, so, the point is, is that there's so many more things that you learn when you, when you, when you know, when you learn, it's liberating. It's amazing. It's, I, I tell people, you know, uh, one of the things in my smicha was, uh, was, was Bishel. And in that alone, you know, people, and not Bishel and also, uh, you know, a bus of a cholov and, and ovens. So one of the things that people are very scared of is milchik fleshig ovens. You don't need two ovens, really. You make sure it's clean and you can put milchiks right after, even during. But during is not supposed to, but... You, you know, you don't need two ovens if it's clean, right? I, the oven was just, I had a, just a massive roast cooking there. No, there's vents and the oven is big and you know, you could just nobody make, two ovens. right, and you just take it out, make sure it's clean and put in the, you know, so you, when you learn, you get to do so many more things. And not only that, there's many things that you can do, Shabbos and the how, you can find a way to do it without um, being machal the halachas. So it's important to know. So learning is going to allow us to, to, to do more things and to live a life of, of purity, live a life of tahara, live a life that we're close to Hashem, we know that we're doing the right thing, and of course it's going to tr- be tremendous on, on our tefillah when we know that, you know what, 
we can't learn everything and we can't know everything. But if we're learning two halachas a day, uh, which it doesn't shouldn't take more than ten minutes, fifteen minutes at the maximum, and and we're learning and we're saying Tashem, look, we're going to get there. We're learning. We're doing it as we go. So it, it changes everything, and, it, and it's very very important to do. Now, some things learning is not enough, and like like by Nida, so there's there is a idea of shimush, right? You're not going to know. You can know, but it's a lot takes a lot longer. Let's say what colors are are tame, what colors are 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 good, what colors are not good. That ha- you have to have shimush and um, sit sit you know for many months or whatever years by a rub and, and learn the different different colors and different things and how, how it is. And I I've, I've done that after I got smicha, and actually by me I um, I uh, after after going through it was like a six month program. I was almost finished, and I was still having a hard time. And somehow, I, I asked my my Rebbe, which is Deborah Tzinadayin Schwartz. I asked him, "What is going on? Why am I still? I, I'm getting it. I'm doing much better. I'm getting." It. He says, "I don't know. Maybe you're colorblind. Maybe check uh, goes at that. Maybe you have a little bit." I indeed went to the doctor, eye doctor, and I learned that I have a little colorblind. And um, so then you can't do it. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing personal. It's just something that you can't. Uh, you know, it's upsetting, but a lot of people are. And 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 by the way, since then I brought, I got a special book, and the Diane has this book. Before anybody joins this year, and this is what I uh, they, I instituted because of what I went through. I joined this year. He gives any students coming in the book. You have to read through. Get get you have to get it right, and that's a colorblind test. In English? No, it's it's not even in English. It's pictures. You have to tell the different things. If you know it, you're part of it. If you don't, then you're... Uh... So there's many different dinim that are not only learning, it's actually practicing. There's other things like that as well. You practice in, in, in um, tradering. You can't learn it. You have to actually... Arbelsky used to give... My brother-in-law actually gives um, demonstrations to learn how to take off fat, how to find the... You know, give them and how to... Well, we don't do that. But, you know, the different things... In kashras, so those are things that are very important. If we want to do it, we must either learn it and or practice it. So, um, so it's very very important not to fool oneself. Using, um, you know, you can't use all the tricks. We have to know that when we learn it, we want to do the right thing, and not find this rabbi says that, um, and 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 being truth and honest with ourselves. Um, it's very interesting, like we had in this week's parsha, how you know when when somebody wants to do something, they'll, they'll like you have an argument. You ever had an argument with somebody, and this is going to resonate well, and you say something, and then they say the most like ridiculous things, like almost like Biden, you know, like says the most ridiculous things back um, to you that doesn't make sense, right? But that's how they are. So it's very funny. And people do it all the time. Well, you're not allowed to do it. Well, if you, um, you know, um, yeah, if you really, if you have a sick child, you're allowed to. Hey, but you don't have a sick child. Um, yeah, but you see that it's not so big. I, I don't know. There's like, there's ridiculous things people say. It's all the time. It's interesting. But in this week's parasha, it was very funny. It was in Lovon. You look in the parasha, it's the past one. Um, Yaakov's telling Lovon the whole, after he chased after him and he, and he found him. And it's just so funny. Look in the, in the psukim. It's so cool. He tells him a whole long story about how you tricked me one after another after another. And this thing and that thing. And, this, and, he's, and he's laying it out very clear. He's a great lawyer. 
And it doesn't have to be a lawyer. He's just laying it out very clear. What is, what is, after the whole story, what does uh, Lavan say? Your kids are my kids. Avadav, um, avadav. Like, I just told you why it's mine. Avadav, avadai. Your children are my children. Um, your, your animals are my animals. Your flock, everything is mine. Like, it's like a little kid saying, ah, no, 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 no. Right? So that's fooling themselves. And we see it by Lavan, and we see it um, all the time by many people. <laughs> And that's very, very important of, even though sometimes you want to do the right thing, had to push back. This week we had a, a, a major pushback. I, I'm not sure so I'm, I'm right, but I'm, uh, we had this Montfila. We, we started davening in Shul. We started it 15 minutes early because the next few weeks, the way the clock works is that Montfila comes out 9.57 here. And therefore, starting 9.30, you're not going to make it. So we started 15 minutes earlier. And we posted it, but some people didn't realize it. They came in. <laughs> they came in. No, he, he had a different job somewhere. They came in at ten. And it was The show was like, and they missed already davening because by ten to ten already we were like finished shmanesser. So um, they they were. So one of the guys said, "You know what?" I said, "You know, we were talking about it back and forth. We do it's Montfila." So one of the guys says, "You know, this reminds me of the video." Of the three people that are in Gehenim. I don't know if anyone saw that video, right? There's three people in Gehenim. One is a a, 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 a Bradishva. No, one is one is a Bradishva. Chassid. One not Bradishva. One is a uh, a Breslava, a Chabatska, and a Litvisha, right? The 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 Chabatska, the the Breslava's Chassid comes in, and the Rebbe comes in. They're in Gehenim, right? They're burning there, and uh, and the the Rebbe Reb Nachman comes in and he sees them and he says, "What are you doing here?" He, Grabs him by his payas, like his promise, and he yanks him out of out of Gehenim. The next one that comes in is is Rebbe. He sees a guy. What What are you doing here? You're supposed to be shlichus out in in the cold place. Yeah. Get out! You're you're shlichus over there. Out! You don't belong here. Pulls him out. Then the literature is left there, and his Rosh Hashiva comes in, and his Rosh Hashiva comes into Gehenim. He looks him in his eyes, and he tells him. I told you this would happen. Every right. Weinberger, famous. Every Weinberger, yeah. Right. So, um, so it all it all rings a bell, but uh, you know, like it rings. Uh, but however, the truth is, is that, is that. Um, so that's what he said. This fellow said, "It's like you know, having this demon back at me. I'm I'm getting like like flashbacks of of uh, of, of of this 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 strict upbringing. But the truth of the matter is, is that the answer." To this guy is in today's daf yomi. Today's daf yomi. Anyone doing the daf sees that it says it says sometimes you see talmidei chachamim that learn Torah that are, get angry, get very angry, and that's today's daf. You saw it in the beginning in the al al. Yeah. No, it says that's that's yesterday's. Today's daf was says that the reason why they get angry and they get uh, and they get the you see anger the, the terror is burning in them they get upset when they see similar to to when to, to um, who, who came out of the, the cave Rabbi um, came out of the cave and he, his eyes burned somebody that was being that was uh, not learning and they were because they, they their whole day is learning they see all the dinim the same thing with the dinim that explains the rashivas you know they're learning a whole day and they see you know whatever things that are. Yeah, uh, I think it's Dalit today. So they're learning, and the, yeah, Aleph on the top. 
So they're learning, and they see these, the, you know, things that are not done, and 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 so they get. So the, the Gemara says it's not supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. But it's understandable where it comes from. So um, that's not a personal thing, but it's something which, when we want, we want to, we, we're trying hard to do the right dinim and to do the right things. That's uh, that's what it is. Now, what people say, why? You know, so what's the big deal? Why do I have to do so much the dinim? And the answer is, it's 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 like it's like a road it's like a, a road manual, you know, to get a license. Ultimately, it's to save us, really. You know, come on. When we go down to Florida, we've been out to Florida, right? They have people um, that are riding motorcycles and there no helmets, right? So I, All the time. I, I have, I know somebody that was waiting for a liver, and they moved to Florida because, um, <laughs> Ruben, yeah, Ruben, he actually passed away, but. Um, they move the people all the time. They need organs. They move to Florida because uh, they have quickly organs. So I told my wife, I said, you know what? They're helping society. It's not a big deal. They're <laughs> they're not wearing. But but the point is is that by but the law to wear uh, uh, something is is it's helping us, right? Vaccination, in a way. Oh, let's not go there. Oh no, 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 no. This is gonna be this is gonna be too. Yeah, right. Okay. Somebody told me actually, you really should get my son. Told me you really should get vaccinated because if you don't, and 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 all the people die, you know that they got vaccinated, you're going to be left with all the anti-vaxxers, and that's not worth a world living for. Anyway, guys in Lakewood, yeah, Anyway, bottom line is, um, bottom line is the laws, the, the the whole book of manual is there to protect us, right? The same thing, the Torah is like our manual to get us from point A, which is when we're born, to our neshama back. It's our travel. It's the laws that how how to travel and, not, and to pick up the points when we get there. So it's not like it's there to burden us, to make us miserable, to make us this, and and it's it's some things that we don't understand. But that's how it is, right? Similar, I don't know if you remember, the, there was a, um, about Shuva, and he wrote a whole letter to, uh, email to his rabbi, and he asked the rabbi, why is it so, all these tiny details, I mean, like, come on, does God really care which shoe I tie first? Why all these laws? What, what's the whole deal? And, 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 and how I say it when I go out of the bathroom, and the, like, come on, what's all these deals? So he didn't hear from him. The rabbi calls him back. He says, I sent you an email with a whole explanation. You didn't, you didn't respond. He says, well, I didn't get it. He says, I'm telling you, I sent you an email. He says, well, what's your email address? He gave him his email address. He says, well, you forgot. Did you put the dot there uh, for dot com? He says, the dot? No, I, I, I didn't. I left out the dot. But he says, no, then I didn't get that. He says, what do you mean? I, just, I left out just a tiny dot. What is the big deal? It's a tiny dot I left out. Why wouldn't you get the email if I let a, a dot? What is, why are you making such a big deal? Why does the, he says, no. <laughs> now you understand the same thing is, is these little halachas are the dot. It's, it's little details which we don't necessarily understand, but, but it's important. And that's why when, when, when we have, we want to be Jewish, it's not about how we um, identify ourselves. As, uh, as when Hashem makes us, right, the same ridiculous thing, right? When we start identifying ourselves as, as as a vaccinated man, if you didn't get it, you're not a vaccinated. But you start, seriously, you start identifying yourself as a cat. You're you're not a cat, no matter how much you, identity you put onto your your identity as a cat. So, 
but that's the, why Hashem has to write these the laws, the the um, the, the the laws of, of of telling us, to guiding us how we're supposed to live our life in, in a derech Which even if we don't understand it, is this is this is the right way, and that's um, and and that um, that brings me to this uh, thing that I listened to the story. I'm sure you all heard about the story of Elio Haliwa, Haliwa, sure. Haliwa. Okay, Lebanese guy. Lebanese guy, right? So we were all up in arms, and um, Sunday, Sinekar uh, uh, listening to a fascinating. You heard it? Yeah. Fascinating. I started listening, and I said, "I'm not listening to this hour thing. I just want to hear the guy talk." And yeah, I couldn't stop. I couldn't. It was it was fascinating. And what he writes is, is and what he says, not writes, it was an hour interview. And, minutes. Yeah, and I heard the whole thing. And he says is, is that um, what, what he did was, is, is what happened was, he says the whole story. Basically the story was, in short, was that he always identified himself. He, he, he didn't like, he grew up in Lebanon, his father was a Muslim, he didn't like the Muslim things, which I, I get it, you know. He didn't like the Muslim things that he saw. He didn't like all the, the doctrines of what they, their, their hate doctrines and, and everything that he, that he saw. And then once on a, some radio station or something like that, he heard um, some Chumash, some Torah, and he started listening to it. And then he found some, some uh, online, he found some, some Torah sheets and Chumash in, 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 uh, in his language. And he started reading it and he loved it. And he says, wow, this is for me. Something resonated very, very strong and deep. And he says, this is just what he said. I'm not, I, 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 I can't vouch for him. I'm not bringing aiders to him, but this is what he said. And it sounded very convincing. Um, yes or no? Totally. He said, yeah, my heart went out to him actually. Yeah. And he said, he said as follows, yeah, he said as follows. And he said that what happened was that he decided then this is where he belongs. He doesn't belong in Muslim, he belongs in, and, in, and he told his parents, his parents ostracized him. And he told his friends, I feel Jewish, I feel like I'm Jewish. And they, they, they didn't talk they to him, threatened they him. threatened him. He had hate mail, he, they, they, were, they were threatening to kill him. At one point, he was by his parents. He was locked up in the in the, in the back closet for a little while, like uh, Harry Potter. Um, you know, he was he was he was uh, you know he he was um, what should we call? He was he was he was um, blamed until finally he said, "Okay, I'm not gonna. I can't be so verbal. I'm gonna lose my life." So, but he still kept it in his heart. He still kept on learning. And then they moved to Texas, and then he wanted to become Jewish. So he reached out. He looks in the phone book. He sees a rabbi. There's a shul there, a form shul there. He now, didn't know. Did he didn't know. How should he know? How is he supposed to know? He reached out to them. He called them. No, nobody answers the phone there. It's, you know, and he called them. He sent an email. One email he sends back. One email finally says, yeah, you'll come meet us. And they ignored him. So he really, he thought, wrongly so, not that they're a bunch of uh, banditim that they, you know, are fake Jews, but he thought... Can I say that? But um, they, they, they're mis- they don't know that that's not the real Judaism. That's not that they're, they're very wonderful people, but they don't realize that that's not the, the uh, authentic Judaism. So, um, so what happened was he figured that they don't like accepting him because he's, he's a Muslim, because he comes from Lebanon. And he wrote that in his email. So, that's the, so then they're not going to accept him. And he wanted so badly to do it. So, I mean, this is his excuse. It's not an excuse. 
And the reason is, is and, and the co- all comes down to, is because he's doing things his, his way. But anyway, he becomes, he says, I'm Jewish, and he goes to, first he hangs out at the, at the store, with Sababa store, which, is, which was, he loved all the Israelis were hanging out there. He traveled by bus, two buses to get there. Just, he, to, hang just to hang out with Israelis. He loved it. Get, exactly. And then he went to yeshiva. He went to, uh, for one summer, he was able to go to yeshiva. He checked in. I don't know how the yeshiva... I don't know how that works. The guy who comes doesn't know the Sephardi. Sephardi. first he thing. Like so well, I mean, he comes. He says, "I'm." It's easy to told. act like a Sephardi. Right, right. It's very easy. Exactly that match. He looked like it, right? And that, yeah. So that's that's what happened. And then he met. He went to met you on Sinai, and he met. I saw you on Sinai. Saw you on Sinai, and he saw the profile of his wife. And he um, said everything resonated about him and everything, and they fell in love. They met and he traveled back and forth. And he fooled her. He only said he only fooled her because he realized that, um, which, which is wrong. I don't know when he realized before or after he got married. I wasn't sure of this. There was no question and answer time. But um, he realized that she was an SY. It was question and answer at the end. She, yeah? She was an SY, right? And. We were just talking about Sephardi, Syrian but, Sephardi. But she was Syrian both Sephardi. Whatever. American. But they have a law, okay? Get this. They have a law. They do not accept um, um, converts. And the reason for this goes back is because they were uh, people, many Sephardi were marrying, you know, finding non-Jewish girls and they were making them quickly, you know, come. So they have a law. That's it. It's nothing. It's you do not. We're not. We don't marry you off. The rabbis will not marry you off if you're if you're a convert. So he he was he was in a bind because he loved her. He wanted to marry her. I don't know what was he was thinking. Like he's never going to be found out. But anyway, um, finally they found out. They found his uh, certain you know yes. papers and his yichus and they found them out <laughs> and they took him away. And obviously, a marriage. It's not even a mekachtois. It's not even a marriage because. Not a marriage. Null and void. Null and void, because there's no marriage. You can't marry. It doesn't work. He could say Hared Mikdashli 10,000 times under the chuppah, you know, of, of, of stars and trees, but it's not going to work. Anyway, so they broke him off. Well, what's the, what's the, and he was crying, and he's, he st- says, I still love her. But he... <laughs> yeah, no, he, he lied. He lied. He made up stories about this. He made every. She was Jewish from birth, and he was just uh, came from a very poor family. They abandoned him. I, I don't know the whole story. They made up a whole story, sob story, and they bought it until until she saw a passport. You know, and then it's a problem. You know, no. So he. Um, what happened was he was crying, and he was you know obviously when you court you always cry. So the point is, is that a harp did go out for him. He really really wanted. You felt that. You saw that. That you can't you can't make that up. However, the point is when you do things out of the guidelines of halacha, that's not how, that doesn't work. That's not how to do it. So a guy doesn't understand the Torah. <coughs> a guy doesn't understand that that no, there's laws. There's not nothing about. I just can't feel my soul is Jewish. He kept saying, "I am Jewish," because my no, it doesn't work that way. But my soul is Jewish. He got mala. Mila does not mean no, right. I'm just saying, all the right. all the goyim, all goyim have mila. By the way, everyone walking around in America has, has mila. They all. I mean, 95 percent. Yeah, they do it in the house. Sure. Sure, I mean... Because in Texas, maybe that is Yeah, so that could be. That's Gaim, right. So, that's what happens. Never. Where a person that does not go with the guidelines, he doesn't go with the halacha, he doesn't go with where we're supposed to be, 
and um, Baruch Hashem, we have we have halacha. Let's all learn it. So this should never happen again in Klai Yisrael that somebody should have to go through this. And Mitz um, Hashem, when we know all the halacha, we should all see the brachas and atzlacha, and Chaim uh, should find his 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 talis and money, and we should have brachas and atzlacha. See you all next week. Shkayef, we